Welcome back to another episode of Small Business Dads. My name is Daniel Monday. Thanks for tuning in and checking us out for another week. Before I can into today's special guest, Pete Mack, who has a very interesting story to tell, and I hope it might be able to help someone right now, especially if you're in a bit of a rough patch. Um, you can see, get yourself out of it. Um, hopefully, Pete's story can help you get yourself out of it and back yourself. He's got some great little advice from someone who's walked in those shoes before. Uh, but if you do, if you like these stories and you want to be a guest and share your story, that of you, that of your family, and of course your business, give me an email, daniel at dpmtransformation.com. Put podcast in the subject and tell us a bit about yourself and uh, what you do. And I love to have a chat. But um, also too, if you can share this episode, if you find an episode on here that resonates with you, that really hits home, please share it. The more the word gets out, the more these stories that are very you know, moving stories, heartbreaking stories in some parts, but overall uplifting and rewarding stories. The more these can get in the ears of other people just like you, of other dads just like you, the more people it can help. Now to- Welcome back to another episode of Small Business Dads. Today I have with me Pete Mack from Thinking Man Small Business Labs. How are you, Pete? Well, mate, I appreciate your um, coming on and giving us insight. And after we had a chat the other day, I really wanted to get in and hear your story. And um, so I'm sure it's going to resonate with a lot of people listening out there as well. And hopefully it can actually help someone if they're in, they find themselves in a situation where they, where they may be at um, right now where you once were. So if you want to, before we you know, delve into uh, what you do, let's give us a bit of a background about who you are and about you know, what you like doing and it's a, a, you know it's a pretty it's a pretty vanilla sort of upbringing i had a really i was, I was really lucky i had I, I didn't have some of the upbringings that some people struggle with um but i was always sort of the nerdy guy at school and always the guy that was not not picked on but always the guy that was the, the nerdy guy and went on to uni and, and did that sort of stuff so never never part of the cool crowd if that makes <laughs> I don't sense. think any of us were yeah it, yeah but um Every, everything went well and, and worked from a really young age in, in retail and, um, and, and you know, even, even online back then, I, was, I, remember, I remember hearing the telephone lines and the, the, the old beep, beep, beep back in the day when they first, when they first come out. So, you know, I've been online ever since, since then. So I've always been interested in, in, in being online and, and, and doing online businesses from then. But, um, but corporate got a hold of me really early on when I was 21 after I'd finished uni. Um, spent a good 10, uh, 15 years in the insurance sector, um, running around different different major insurance companies and went into a whole bunch of management, uh, different management positions and um, team management positions and, um, you know, at, at different points won, you know, different different awards, which I won't mention because it doesn't actually matter. You know what I mean? I just was successful at what I, what I did and was good at what I did. But what I did realise is um, at a point in time, when I was probably at my highest and at my best and making my best money and probably contributing the most that I could to the business, I realized that I actually wasn't, wasn't happy with what I was doing. Um, and that's when I had my, my massive, massive back, back, back breakdown for a couple of years and it's still hard for me to talk about it um, today. And as a dad and as a father at that point in time, which I had a 14 month old, I had a wife, um, and you know, you're a 
identity becomes your identity becomes that business, if that makes sense. So people know you as that person that is successful in that role, that is done. That, that's the place you go on to higher success. In that so is that because of, of the pressures that you found that were placed on you, or the pressures you placed on yourself? I think a bit of both. I was placed under my. I, pla- I placed myself under those pressures because my identity was that. That that's who I was. I was never the sports guy. I was never the guy that was going to be running around in the rugby field and all that sort of stuff. I was always the guy that was the sports guy. I was always always the guy reading the mail for my friends, or if they got a demanding letter from someone, I was always the one giving recommendations and stuff like that. So um, I always put that pressure on myself because I was always good at that, and I knew that that's what I was good at. I wasn't good at running 100 meters, um, but I was I was I was good at that corporate side of things, managing different people and managing managing people at different levels and all that sort of stuff. So and I was also unfortunately tarnished, not tarnished but um given the brush that you know i'd be a lifer in that company that i was working for as in you know they were, there was always opportunities they were always giving me opportunities they were always giving me higher you know jobs with higher levels and higher responsibilities and and with that came better pay and all that sort of stuff over time and um i remember we managed a massive project and um i worked for months on it and it was so hard you know when you work on a massive project and you just work on it for so long and you know i didn't see my family for a long period of time because i was working living in Wollongong and working in sydney so i'd be in at seven at home at eight or nine and just working my butt off to get these projects done that's a familiar story with a lot of people yeah of course and i remember finishing the project and i remember after the project was finished i asked for a week off and i won't get into the details because it's 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 boring and and i'm not here to bad mouth anyone but after a week off and i was told you know you can't because we've got a new project and we want you to launch Launch that and lead that next week. And, and you're like, well, I can't, I can't do that. And I'm, I'm physically and mentally drained. I just need that, that time off. I didn't get it off. So that's when I realised I don't have the flexibility that I want. I don't have the lifestyle that I want. I don't have the home life that I want. And um, I, I went through a breakdown at, at that point. Do you know what I mean? Because my identity was lost. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know what I was doing. So that's when I made the transition over period of years to, to be, become an online uh, marketer and an online coach and, and all that sort of stuff. Right, and I guess if you weren't getting the support that you were expecting for when you realise the amount of, like, I don't have, uh, I haven't walked in those shoes myself, but I've worked with plenty, plenty of clients that have them when you're just another number in the, you know, in the corporate, you know, machine just churning over and yeah. then when they burn you out, they'll, they'll, they'll take the next one. It's not you. Um, but it's not me. It's not me. You'll see me at our. You'll, you'll see me at our dinners with a with a hat on and maybe a collared shirt and maybe a pair of ripped jeans. That's just how I am. I'll go to exec meetings like that and people will look around the room and think, "Who the hell is this guy?" 
That's need to open my mouth and talk about what I do and it doesn't matter. Exactly. Well, that's why I resonated with you when we had a chat because you said, I hope that, uh, hope it doesn't matter if I don't wear a suit and all that stuff and well, I'll get around in t-shirts and shorts every day myself. So I can't, so I'm not going to judge it. And normally when I'm allowed outside, uh, when we don't have all these restrictions, there's a hat on too. So, cause there's not much hair on top, but, um, yeah, so yeah, I definitely can see that. And I've been in those situations myself as well. I think where you find that you go to a, like a network meeting, or whatever, and you feel like when everyone's all wearing a penguin suit, so to speak, and you're feeling a bit underdressed. But they, but then I think um, it's not all about appearances. Once they actually get to know you and rather than pretending to be someone that you're not, I, yeah. so I think that's obviously got you to where you are today. Um, Well, I think I think the world's moving more towards the um, the authenticity. The came and talk today, but you know, you know, being seen as being the way I look at things. If you pretend to be someone you're not, you're going to get found out pretty easy. And I think it doesn't matter what industry you're in. And I think the world's moving more towards that when everyone's realizing that you don't have to be all vanilla and everyone can be who they are. And obviously that's taking you where you are today with thinking, man. And if you want to, But there's a lot of people that, you know, in the, in America that are starting to get across like that, like Gary V and, yeah. and, you know, and they're, you know, they're who they are, take it or leave it. And they're like yourself. They don't wear the suit and they don't buy into all that. And yeah. they lead their own race. And I think that's, you know, at the end of the day, they get results. Yeah, they get results. And at the end of the day, if you're creating really good content and you're resonating with your audience and you can connect with your audience and you need it, you, you get to that point, that's, that's all that matters, really. You know what I mean? own a really cool car then that's okay drive around on the weekend you don't need to pay 1500 photos with it you know? well so long as yeah that's that's <laughs> the old uh, the typical old you know internet marketer yeah. from the early days where they'd rent out a car or they'd rent out a private jet and post in front of it to pretend that they're you know living the dream when they're always up to their debt always yeah. up to their yeah they're up to their eyeballs in debt but um so when you so we can get it back back to the work side of things when you stepped away from the corporate side of things and obviously, you know, after you were getting yourself through that tough time, but it obviously led you to where, uh, for you, when you realized you needed something more and you realized, I think every person who starts out in small business, they get to that point where they realize that there's something else out there for them and there's an itch that needs to be scratched and you give it a shot. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, well, then you go back to doing the corporate thing. Mm-hmm. So how did you start off in that? What prompted you to go and start, the own sh- and start your own show? Through that, right? And as 
as dads, it's a really difficult thing. You've got a 14-month old and you're at home and you're supposed to be the provider and you're supposed to be doing all these sort of things that society tells us to do, right, in, in, in cliche terms. But what I decided to do for myself is I said, I'm going to pick two things that I really enjoy and I'm going to see if I can make a business out of it. So I did it the reverse, I sort of reverse engineered it. That was the, that was the, see, people try to find the outcome after they've worked for it for 15 years. So I said, okay, I like, I really enjoy photography as a bit of a side thing and I really enjoy my live music. So how do I, how do I connect those two things? Okay, I'm going to create a website for a certain niche so I can go out, shoot live bands, get some gigs all the time and then write about bands all the time. So I developed a website called rockacy.com and in two or three years it was one of the biggest rock sites uh, in Australia and I was making money off banner ads and a whole bunch of stuff. So, nice. Um, you know, that was my foray into working online and, and working in working in good old WordPress when WordPress was still cool and, and it didn't have as many um, people um, trying to trying to get into your site as, as they are these days. But, um, you know, it was, it was a whole bunch of fun and a whole bunch of learning. I did it from my backyard and by the end I was finished, I had seven or eight journalists, I had six or seven photographers working for me. We worked with some of the biggest artists like Kiss and Motley Crue and... and, and Living the dream. And finished up um, working with some of the biggest corporations in Australia, like, you know, not corporations, but festivals like Soundwave and Disney yep. Parks and, and Home Base and, and all that sort of stuff. So, and ended up doing some work for, you know, MTV and, um, you know, some of the different channels that are, that, are, that are on Offbay and stuff like that as well. And that's me working in my backyard. Nobody, nobody knew. Yeah. Nobody well, it doesn't matter where you're working from if you're creating, if you're producing the content. SoundCloud when SoundCloud was still cool. Yeah. Podcasts. So it was even before podcasts. So um, so that was my foray. And I, after that, I just loved it. I said, well, this is what I'm doing from now, whatever it looks like, you know, whatever it looks like. And where did Thinking Man come about? So Thinking Man came about just uh, a couple of years ago. I guess I started doing bricks and mortar coaching just through through friends over time. As, 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 as you did know yourself, people always ask me for advice when you're in, when you're in business and I'm like, well, I need to convert this into something that can yep. make, make some money. And, um, you know, after years of coaching people, I guess for free, I just decided I'm going to start charging for this. And, and I do charge a premium for, for what I do. Um, but I think I deliver the results that are, that are needed. And um, at the same time, I work with other people where they hire out my services as a coach as well for programs that they've got. Um, and that's something that's also important because it validates you as a, as a, as a coach as well, saying, okay, this is a genuine product and we're using these and we're, we're going to be coaches. This is, this is wonderful, wonderful to know. And, you know, I'm at my limit now. Like, so once this COVID stuff started coming in, it was um, really interesting. Like, all the, um, I wouldn't say the haters, but all the people that doubted what I actually did. It's like, you have a real job. You know, you work for yourself, you work from home, you're the real thing blah, 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 you know, and there's, there's, there's downtimes and uptimes, like you might have a five or ten, depending on months, whatever, then you have a massive month, you know, 
small business roller coaster, isn't it, for a lot of people? Yeah. Well, I think, and obviously you've already got the runs on the board from the years beforehand leading up to all this, but it's nice to see that a business right now isn't you know, on its ass and doing it tough because a lot of them have been shut down through, you know, through no fault of their own. But um, the one thing that really, that I really liked when we had a chat before the other day was when you mentioned if and um, about your guarantee. And if you don't mind going into that, because I think even though obviously you're at your capacity now, but it's some, if someone listens to this in small business and sometimes people are uncomfortable about guarantees and like, I'll leave it to you to discuss exactly what you told me because, but it hits the nail on the head exactly um, the way I think small businesses should be operating. And if anyone can take anything away from this, I think it's this little bit right here. Yeah. Like for me, for my, for my personal clients, I, I say we sign up to 12 month contracts, right? And we pay a certain amount a month. And if at the end of the 12 months you're not happy, I'll give you everything back. Simple as that. And how's the pushback to that? Because it does sound like a lot up front and people get all worried that people will take advantage of them. But. Exactly. So, and the reason why, like, if. And we spoke about this and I think it's important too, because if you are worried about putting a guarantee on your service, it means for one, you probably don't value your service uh, the way you should, um, which is obviously not ideal as a business owner. But two, that if the shorter the guarantee, any sort of study will tell you, the more likely you are to be called on it because it's in the back of someone's head. Or if it doesn't work by this, I can get a refund. But obviously people have got to do the work. They can't just, sign up for 12 months and then at the end say, well, Pete, you did nothing for me. People when underestimate guarantees is some of those things people buy, even if you're buying smaller courses online, sometimes they just can't be, can't be sussed getting the, getting the refund. It's just having that thing in place to say, hey, this way you will come to me in this product. These yeah. Are the 30 days, you know? And I do, I do a lot of guys where they work with a lot of guys where they've got a 30 month, 30 day guarantee on what they, on what they do. Um, but, one of those it's one of those things where you know i don't recommend what i do for anybody don't get me wrong but most of the time by the end of the 12 months it's almost tears because you're losing somebody that you've known for 12 months let alone the fact of a refund <laughs> yeah exactly it's the last thing they want because you're sort of saying goodbye to somebody that you've known for, for 12 months and you've spent so much time with them over time whether it's over email whether it's over skype an hour of the week or whether yep. it's you just grab them a coffee you know what i mean like that's that's how i am i'm available all the time for my students and um so that's just what i do you know i think yeah i definitely encourage people to make sure you do guarantee you see because it does remove that risk for someone who may not come to you as a referral or a recommendation where you know they're someone that they know has obviously referred you um, based on their positive experience. But if you're coming across someone and you think, well, okay, this person, like you said, if they're going to guarantee their service, they must be good at what they do. Um, I definitely encourage everyone there to make sure you're doing something in that regards. Now, if we can go back to the family side of things now, 
as I know you mentioned, you went through a break, um, a, a marriage breakup and so forth. And as a dad, if anyone is, um, you know, in that same situation, obviously there's a lot of people that, you know, where relationships, um, you know, they don't make it through and you do have the kids there. How, how have you been able to keep that relationship with your son strong? Oh, that's true. Yeah, of course. Nice. And I think for you, it's also a good example to show your son how to treat women. That where you're not bad-mouthing the ex in front of him all the time, no matter what your personal feelings may be aside. Yeah, I think, no, that's no, mate, it's very great... Nice advice. Well, mate, I think, I think that might be able to help a lot of people there too. But um, so I think that's probably, you know, I was, you know, normally one of the questions I do ask is someone's biggest parenting tip. And I think for you, that might be, unless you've got anything else that you want to add on that side of things, I think that's, you know, I think that's a perfect way to, um, uh, to answer that question is put your son first. Because if you, doesn't matter what you give away to your partner, at the end of the day, if they don't, 
you're giving away your part of your property or whatever, you're going to end up with your son in 18 years or 20 years anyway, right? Yep. So whether it goes in my hand or their hand, as long as I trust her with the responsibility of that, then that's, that's good. And I know that I can trust her with that responsibility so I don't get hung up on giving away stuff. Because I'll start again if I need to in the, in the bottom. It doesn't matter. Well, you've done it before. You've proven you know what you do, so... Well, that's the aim for these is just to have people tell their story. And I think, um, especially with small businesses, you know, you're always looking for someone who's in a particular field and, and you like to do business with someone that you feel like you can um, have a rapport with. And the idea for this is just to have like, it's like two blokes having a conversation basically, or sitting in a pub having a beer back in the days when you're allowed to do that. that. Exactly. So, um, but that's the whole point is to get to know someone to find out a little bit more about them rather than being in a networking meeting or whatever. And all people want to do is, you know, is ram down their throat what they do and rather than listening to somebody yeah. tell their story. Yeah. So that's what I try and get across with these. And I think you've done an awesome job with that, Pete. Um, you've, it, just a nice little, um, you know, the stories that, you know, from someone that's lived a life where you've obviously seen the other side of the fence on the corporate side. And then you've realized when it burnt you out that, you know, and churned you out that it wasn't for you and you backed yourself. Yeah. And that's, you know, I love hearing stories like that when you've made a success of it. Now, if we can change gears before we wrap up, I'd like to ask a question for people that if you could go back and tell your younger self something, it can be any point in your life. It might be when you're in that corporate grind. It might be when you're at your weakest moments after that, when you struggled a little bit. Um, it might, you know, it might be any stage. It might be, you know, in the early days of, you know, of, of running your own business, but is there a stage where you would go back and you tell your younger self something real a bit wiser now with a few more years under our belt? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say, say stuff like you aren't what somebody else tells you you are. You know what I mean? Like you, you're always, if you're in corporate or you're stuck in certain situations and people will tell you this is who you are, this is what you are. Only we know who we are and what we're capable of doing. And if we chase that, we're going to be okay. Um, but when we start using other people's views on us and we know who we are deep down uh, we know our we know our own demons we know our own struggles we know um what we're good at what we're bad at and um if you can back yourself on your strengths then that's what you need to do even though someone else might feed not feed them of your strengths nice well and it, and it's obviously worked so yeah. Pete, I know you. I know you're at full capacity at the moment. But if someone does want to find out more about what you do, where's a good place for them to go and find you? Yeah, it's just um, email is Pete at thinkingmanbusinesslabs.com, um, www.thinkingmanbusinesslabs.com. You know, all the socials. It's not massive for me, but you know, if 
you want to put it at the bottom of the video, we'll put it whatever, a link wherever, people can get in touch if they want to get in touch with you. You've got my email, feel free to give away my mobile, whatever. It's all good. No problem. Well, We'll put the link in the show notes for the, uh, for your website, and then you know if people are interested, they can go there. And they and I know you've got a form on your website that people can uh, yeah. get in touch with you as well there. But Pete, thank you for your time. I appreciate the insights, mate, and I appreciate you getting honest and telling your story. Yeah, no problem. And hopefully, it can help some dads out there that maybe. Uh, I hope they do. That's interesting to hear some feedback. That'd be great. Well, yeah, definitely leave it. Uh, leave us a note in the uh, in the uh, in the ratings um, and comments if you do. Thank <laughs>